0: Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Catherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal on this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teaching that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today. And now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the wait list right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign money. Hello, my gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Bay podcast. Today's guest, who just so happens to be one of my really, really good friends, is Jill Stanton. You may know her from the incredible brand, Screw the 9 to 5. Jill and I talk all things alignment in this episode, and I absolutely love this conversation that we have because it shows that no matter how scary it might be, sometimes you just have to say, fuck it delete everything, and start over. It is so good. And of course, I had to bring up talking about motherhood with Jill because it's something that she inspired me so much with as well. So there's a lot of amazing topics in here, and I'm so, so excited that you chose to download this episode today. For anyone who doesn't know who Jill is, Jill Stanton is the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5 where she helps online coaches and course creators quit their jobs, start their businesses online, and get them past the $100,000 a year mark. Coined by Forbes as a destination for up-and-coming online entrepreneurs, Screw the 9 to 5 has inspired tens of thousands of new entrepreneurs to quit their jobs, build thriving businesses, and live lives of meaning and purpose. When she's not CEOing, she can be found hanging with her husband, Josh, who's amazing as well, and their little guy, Kai, who's also super amazing. Jill and I could literally talk for hours. And you guys are very lucky that this episode is not three hours long. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Jill, I cannot (laughs) believe that after all these years of knowing you, you have not made it to the Manifestation Bay podcast yet. And I'm so freaking excited that you are here because I think that the stars finally aligned because we are going to get into some really, really good topics. Topics that Mm. I don't even know things about, like in terms of your story, in terms of things that we're going to talk about. I don't want to give it all away, of course. I just have some ideas. But um, yeah, Jill, how are you doing? I'm
1: so I'm so excited to be here. I feel like when I first found you in 2018, it was through one of the biggest transitions in my life. And you just were such a bright light. Anyone who's in your universe knows that you are like the brightest light. So this is such a trip for me because I remember listening to so many of your episodes when I was going through like a serious transition. And it was just like, it brought me so much hope and just gave me so much permission. So I'm Effing thrilled to be here and to dive into all the things.
0: Oh, all the things. You know what's really funny? I don't even think I told you this, or uh, maybe I did in the past, but I forgot. Um, I remember hearing about Screw the Nine to Five since I started my entrepreneurship journey. And I'm pretty sure I listened to a couple of interviews um, where you and Josh went on some podcasts and we're talking about, okay. you know, screwing the nine to five and like online business. And you guys were actually huge inspirations to me. It's just that I did not connect. Like I, I never saw your guys' faces because it was always, you know, your, your voices, but it's just so cool how we met at a time when both you and I were going through massive transitions Mm -hmm. in terms of like, what is in alignment for us and our businesses? What isn't in alignment for us and our businesses? And how do we navigate that? And I'll never forget like connecting with you over you making such a huge decision that most people would go, are you kidding me? Like you would do that? You're crazy. How could you do that? It's making so much money, et cetera, et Mm -hmm. et cetera. But before we go go into what that decision was, can you just share? Cause I actually don't know this, or at least I don't remember. How did you get started? Like, how did you create this incredible brand called screw the nine to five?
1: So I actually started off in web TV back in my twenties. I was modeling and trying to do like TV hosting in Toronto just in like mainstream media. And then I had this idea to pitch this TV show called 20 something. And I met a producer at one of my castings and I just like casually mentioned it. And he was like, let's talk. And so that was like my first foray into kind of doing my own thing. But essentially I came out of the womb smizing, like I was always looking for a lens. (laughs) So uh, in some capacity or another, I've been, I've just always wanted to do something and be on in some capacity. So that transition into me doing a um I shut down 20 something tv after two and a half years doing it over a million downloads of it. And it was really cool. Like this is the days of MySpace, bros. Oh my bros. Think about it. 2006, like before web TV was actually a thing. Um, and every single sponsor was like, we're not touching this show, not a chance. <laughs> so I learned so many lessons in that, in that phase of my life, but that transition into me going, starting another one, which was an Australian travel web show um, that I was doing with a girlfriend of mine. We got a bunch of sponsors on there. And right before I was moving. I met my husband, Josh, and he is Australian and he was living in Beijing, China at the time running his, he had a software at the time and he was running his development team and he came over to see his business partner who I had just happened to meet maybe two months before that. And um, they introduced us. Josh wanted nothing to do with me. So obviously, I was like, must have. <laughs> <laughs> like, he wouldn't even acknowledge, he wouldn't sit beside me, he wouldn't sit across from me, sat diagonal to me. And I was just like, who is this guy? He is?
0: I will have this. <laughs> wait, where were you? Hold on. Location wise, he was in Beijing, Toronto. China. You were in Toronto. And where did yeah. you guys meet? In Toronto. In Toronto. Okay. Yeah. So you never made yeah. it to, wait, did, were you in Australia? I did go. I was a, that was about like,
1: not even two months before I was supposed to leave. Okay. Got yeah. it. Okay. So <laughs> we met, you know, just connected, made out <laughs> and then kept in touch after he went back. And we actually, it was so funny. And I swear to God, I'll get into how we started Screw the 9 to 5, but I always tell the story and Josh is always like, do you want the long version or do you want the short version? <laughs> um, but we met back up in Vegas and then he showed up at my doorstep in Australia and mm. I'm his first girlfriend- I was his first girlfriend first anything, so I'm four and a half years older than him, so
0: wait yeah. how long have you guys been together
1: um eleven years?
0: Oh so cute yeah.
1: yeah, so I nabbed that one, locked it down, put a ring on it <laughs> um, and he really was my first like serious mentor for entrepreneurship. He had an online business. He had a software. He was building websites. He was getting started in affiliate marketing and he was making all this money. And he gave me the idea and kind of showed me the ropes. And I started doing um, social media management for bars and restaurants because before then I was just a bartender for like 10 years and then in the service industry for 15. And so I started pitching my my boss for me to run his social media. And he said, yes. And that was my first like profitable job, or excuse me, business. And then from there, I was starting to watch Josh have all these launches where he's making all this money and barely working. And I'm like slaving away on Twitter for all these <laughs> restaurants. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> and right around the same time, we each started getting disenchanted with our businesses. And I remember Josh saying, we should start a website together. And I was like, yes. And he was like, we should start a skincare affiliate site. And I was like, hmm what's an affiliate site though. (laughs) Like I had no clue. I was so green. So he taught me the ropes. He taught me how to write for the web. He taught me about SEO. He taught me about building an email list, creating content, all of that kind of stuff. And from there we started really diving into this and we built that site up, um, eventually sold it, built another one until we had over 30 different websites. And then obviously as this tends to happen, people started asking us like, how are you making money?" Like, you guys don't work anymore. And are you drug dealers? Like, what's going on? And it was actually our wedding week in Costa Rica where we were like, we were about to move to Thailand because we also love traveling, just similar to you and Brennan. And Josh was saying, we should share our story, like through a new website. And I, I was like, yes, what should we call it? And this is the night before our guests arrived for our wedding. So we're having a couple drinks on the balcony in Costa Rica. Bob Marley's playing. And thanks to rum, I was like, screw nine to five. And both of us were like, oh my God, is that available? And we bought it and kind of sat on it because we didn't know, we had never had a personal brand ever and we didn't know what to do. So we were just like paralyzed in fear. Um, But that year, which was 2013, was just full of exploration for us. We launched our first course. It sold zero. I ugly cried for a full day, day drank. I'm just going to admit it. And it was the best thing that ever happened to us because it taught us like a fundamental lesson of business is like, ask people what they actually want before you try to sell them something and create something people actually want, not what you just think they need. Um, so we, we did a sharp left turn at that point, started teaching affiliate marketing. And from there, everything started to roll for us.
0: And then you guys, when did you guys build the membership site? The that was 2000. Membership. Yeah, <laughs> that was 2015. Uh-huh. And
1: at first, screw you, which is screw university, not screw you, Catherine. Um, <laughs> was it was a standalone program? It was just a digital program. And then we were like, you know what? We're big believers in community. Let's turn this into a membership site. And from there, things started to really roll. We got over 800 members. It was making like 300 grand a month. Oh, excuse me, a year. Um, and then I had a baby <laughs> and everything changed. I had a human and he messed it all up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but he just, he opened our eyes to our value shifted. We became yeah. different people and it was like this whole new world for us. And it just opened up like, oh, wow, we don't love this anymore. Because <laughs> it was the first time we had ever taken time away from the business. Like we had a very presence dependent business. Like it was relying on us to be available to our members and like they were amazing humans and i'm i'm not saying it was on them at all they were awesome they called themselves scrammily they threw us a baby shower like they would come to oh all our God. events and our yeah. meetups like they were the most amazing humans yeah um but the minute we took some time away things just started feeling off for us and we realized like we don't want to be at the mercy of people wanting our attention and our time and our feedback and our brains all hours of the day, 24 seven, it felt like. Um, and so that was a real struggle for us because we did also, we weren't really self-aware, so we didn't have the wherewithal to ask ourselves, like what feels off? So we sat in this like pain of unalignment and I know you've been there too, you know, oh when you can't put your finger on it, yeah, but you're like, something's off. It's the worst. What is
0: it? It's literally the worst feeling. Like I, I felt that feeling actually that I had a feeling very similar of like something is off up until about a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. And finally, I feel like I have a next level clarity mm-hmm. and it's like, it wasn't the thing that was off. Wasn't like this major thing. It was just like something I needed to shift in my energy, but it was pissing me off Jill mm-hmm. for like years and years and years. It was just like this tiny little thing that I couldn't pinpoint. And when I finally shifted it, which I'll just share what it was. I, you know, when I started Manifestation babe, I embodied like this identity as like a coach and a teacher. And so I really put my focus on like, how do I become the best coach? How do I become the best teacher? And I created this like framework. I, I, I tried to structure myself and, and put a framework around myself mm-hmm. of like, I need to figure out how to be a master teacher and a master coach. And I would keep like investing into programs and certifications to help people you know, um, change their lives. And Mm -hmm. I always thought like, you know, I'll create my own coaching certification and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And then recently I just realized, and I don't know if it's like a permanent shift or like just a shift of the next stage, but I realized that I want to be, and I am more of, and it's more in alignment for me to be like this personal development influencer. And that is, it is safe for me to put my personal life back into my business. I was really trying hard to take my personal life out of my business and just like, I don't want to be, I started to resent being the face I started. I didn't want to be online anymore. It's just like, I felt like these weird, just it was almost like I was convincing myself of weird things that aren't actually in alignment with me. And I don't know if something shifted or if I was always out of alignment or just it became out of alignment. Like sometimes it's hard to pinpoint those things. But as soon as I realized that I started putting more random shit online that have nothing to do with manifestation, babe, they have something to do with my personal life and the energy just shifted. Mm. And now I feel like, woo. We're back in <laughs> this is fun again. I'm so, in the flow. <laughs> yeah. And so for those people listening, it's like it's not necessarily like a big thing, which I do wanna talk dive more into what that journey was for you in terms mm-hmm. of closing that that membership. But I also want to remind people that it could be like something really tiny. It could be like something very tiny in your relationship, something very tiny in your business, the way that you're showing up, the way that you're thinking about something. That if you just shift that tiny thing, it could have such a big impact in your life as well. Um, so I had no idea that closing your membership came for some reason. I thought that happened first, and then you had a baby. No. I didn't realize that that happened at the at the same time. So can you like share a little bit about like what you learned from that experience? What really um, you know, obviously it was like, you, you talked about your, a lot, your values have shifted. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what was like, Oh no, this is out of alignment, but can you share like some more specifics and like what that journey was? Cause you mentioned that a lot of people said that you guys were absolutely crazy. Yeah. That. Yeah. And our mutual
1: friend, James Webmore. <laughs>
0: I remember telling him, and Hold I was like,
1: <laughs> and I've talked to him about this on our podcast too. So he's definitely heard me say this before, and he's admitted he was like, I did think you were crazy. I absolutely thought, like, what are these two doing? Um, Because I remember I said, like, oh, I have to tell you something. Like, we're closing our group, our community, and he was like, Yeah, you're a free Facebook group. You told me that, and I was like, No, we're gonna close. Screw you. And he was like, What? Like, why? <laughs> he was so shocked. And this was 2018, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we had just, I had just left his mastermind because we had a human and I couldn't really travel that much. Um, And so I remember that exact reaction. I remember talking to Chelsea afterwards and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. We all thought you guys were a bit crazy for a minute. (laughs) But I understand that because it came out of nowhere for so many people. Right. Yeah. Because when you have a good thing online, you don't always say to people, you know what, guys, I just kind of hate my business right now. Oh you my know? God. So true. Cause you don't want to sabotage your revenue. Cause you're like, oh, well, I don't have a, a clear path as to how I would recoup that revenue. If yeah. I started take, talking about how much I hate serving this, com- not hate serving the community, but hate showing up and being a membership site owner, which is so ironic. Cause we'll talk about the first, the full <laughs> circle moment as I say all this, but I felt scared to put that out there. I really started to hide in 2018 in, in like a big way. You barely saw me online unless I was doing our coaching calls and stuff like that. But even in how I started showing up for people was like very, like I was just over it. Like people would come onto the coaching calls and they would say the same thing. And I'd be like, are we still fucking talking about this? Like I was just not a good coach. (laughs) Yeah. I was not a good coach in that few months. (laughs) Um, And I realized I'm way out of integrity right now. Like we're way out of integrity and something is off. So it's on us to figure this out. Um, And so it was just a process of asking ourselves over and over for months. Catherine, we did not have clarity for like five months straight. It was like one of the darkest periods of my life. And I remember having this like full on emotional breakdown because I just felt so trapped and so scared. How am I going to take care of my son if we're about to like, if I hate this, like I want it to stop. And I feel so anchored to it, so tethered to it. And the money felt like an anchor to me. It felt like a prison to me because I was like, I don't even want the money right now because yeah. I hate this so much.
0: How um, much are you generating? 300, 300?
1: Yeah, 332 a year around yeah. that. And like yeah. some, sometimes more, sometimes less, but yeah. that's pretty much the average. Um, and so I didn't know what to do. But then after all these months of just asking ourselves over and over again, what do we want? What do we want? What do we really want though? And I don't know why all my big breakthroughs happen on a balcony with some form of alcohol, but we were on a balcony, (laughs) (laughs) on our balcony. And Josh just said, what business model have we really liked? And I was so jaded at that time. I was like, nothing. I hate it all. I want out. (laughs) And he was like, no, we love affiliate marketing. And it was like, heavens parted for me. An angel sang, right? Like it was like, oh. Because finally I could see the way out. And the minute we had that moment of clarity, it made all the months of like that pain of unalignment so worth it because we got to the breakthrough after the breakdown, right? And it's so funny because we had just hired a new community manager and a new integrator at that point. And we're like, guess what? We're going to shut down the membership. (laughs) And this was in the beginning of July. And we told our members, so we didn't say anything until September because we were like, okay, are we actually going to shut this down? Like, how are we going to recoup our revenue? Like, how are we going to make money going forward? Like, what does that look like? All this kind of stuff. Um, And so we told our members at our live event in September, 2018, and we just owned it. We just said like, we need to loop you in on what's been happening for us. And we talked about, you know, the power of clarity. And once you have it, you have to act on it. Otherwise you either stay the same or fall behind. And I was so stressed. Like, Josh coached with Jim Fortin, who I know you love as well. And I remember he said something so clear to Josh because I used to listen to their replays <laughs> to pretend I was being coached by Jim because he had that's no room really for cute. me. <laughs> oh
0: my God, that's so And cute. he
1: talked about um, the fear of judgment. And I, it was like a smack in the face. That was the only reason I was scared to close this because. Again, our members called themselves Scrammily. They hosted a baby shower for us. They would come to all our events, all our meetups. They would like sing our praise. They loved us. They like called us mom and dad. Like I was so nervous. I was so scared to let them down, right? Because I just felt like we had created this virtual family. And it was the only thing holding me back from actually admitting what I truly wanted. And once I heard Jim say that, I was like, oh my God, that is what it is for me. Because I had this tumultuous past in high school and junior high and getting severely bullied and all this kind of stuff. And so I always internalized that. And when he said that, I was just like, that's been holding me back my whole life. Wow. Like I've been playing to not lose. Yeah. Because of a fear of judgment, because I've been so scared as to what people will think of us and what people will say about us. And this is how we built our like quote unquote reputation. Like who do we think we are to now close it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was just this like shining bright light of clarity and it just gave me so much energy and hope wow. and like clarity and momentum and flow that I just, we couldn't ignore it. And when we told them to their face, I was so stressed. Like we were talking about being sweaters before this, like, I can't even tell you how much I was sweating. Were and you we in a tank them, top? Did you wear <laughs> No, I was wearing a sweater. Oh no. Like what if? who am I? Like, I don't even know my own physiology. Um, anywho, so we told them And we streamed it into our group at the same time. And it was nothing but supportive. Like someone stood up, people were crying and someone stood up like, I think this is one of those moments where mom and dad are telling us we have to leave the house. (laughs) And just, it was so sweet. And I realized in that moment, so many things that we stress ourselves out about or like predict is gonna happen or get all wrapped up into anxiety and like trying to control the outcome very rarely happens or very rarely goes that way. Yeah and it was such a breakthrough for me.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that and I'm so glad he mentioned that because I've noticed that a big theme in my life and that I've seen in the people I've coached is that we often hold on to what's out of alignment for us because we're so afraid of being judged mm-hmm. or we're so afraid of of change in our lives and what that's going to look like and the uncertainty that's going to bring. But I've noticed and I just know this is like the truth now is that what is out of alignment for you is automatically also out of alignment for others. So holding on to like a relationship, for instance, this is a big lesson I learned when I left my ex um, and we were together for almost six years. That was like the big Tony Robbins breakup. What I realized is that by me staying with him when I'm so unhappy, even though he's like consciously happy with me, his subconscious is always going to feel that unhappiness from Mm. me. And by me staying with him, knowing that he's not my soulmate or we're not meant to be together i am preventing him from finding his soulmate and so when you realize that what is out of alignment for you is also out of alignment for others it just gives you this next level permission to be unapologetic with your decisions knowing that as soon as you come back into alignment you're also going to the people that you're serving or the people you're impacting you are also guiding them mm. to their alignment as well and the question that comes out of this is: Have the what do you call them? Oh, scramly the scramly <laughs> scramly members have they like made it into like your yep. other affiliate offers? Yeah, they yep. stuck around, right? They <laughs> found ways. I mean, I'll
1: be fully honest. There were three who were like v pissed, v pissed, totally. like super always. upset. There's always we turned two of them around, <laughs> but there's one she still won't talk to me. I've seen her at events. She's like she hates me. <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm okay with that because. One, I've learned about the fear of judgment, and I release that, and I know that's not about me. It really isn't. It is a
0: projection of somewhere in her life. She's out of alignment, and she is projecting like that. I wish I could do the same, but it's it's so funny. It's so
1: funny you say that too, because once we finally went public with like we are doing this, so many people reached out and was like, oh my God, I hate my business. I didn't know that you could change it. I just thought I was stuck in this for life. And I yeah. was like, that was the coolest like side benefit of getting our life back was, oh my God, it acted as a like tiny smidge of permission for other people to see, holy shit, I'm out of alignment. Mm-hmm. I can fix it and have gone on to make big changes and get back into the flow. Yeah. It's just so, it's so cool to see. And and it also serves as such an example because our space, like online business is so declarative. It's so loud. It's so pushy, right? Like, it's just like, this is the only way to do this. And this is how you do this. And I'm just not and here this for that shit. And this person's
0: doing it wrong. And, yeah. you and you people call each them. other
1: out. And I'm just like, and so it stopped so many people. From doing what they in their heart of hearts knew was meant for them, but they were too scared of what others would think. Or am I failing? Right? Because it's not like we would ever be scared to fail in private, right? That's like the best. If we fail in private, we're like, thank God no one saw that. But really, what we're really scared of is people watching us fail. Yeah. People watching us fall on our face and what they will say or think about us. Yeah. And we internalize all of that and we give it so much meaning versus. Flipping it and being like, no, I'm fucking courageous. I'm brave because I did something for me. I mm. played to win. And mm. I think when we made that switch, everything started falling into place to the point of like when 2019 rolled around, we made all of 2018's revenue in nine weeks Isn't because we funny? just were like,
0: we cleared out the old energy. Right. That's so funny when that happens.
1: Yeah. Where it was an eye like, opener for us.
0: This thing that you hold on to is the thing that's preventing you from making that same money elsewhere, or even more money elsewhere. It's just insane what we do. You know, this reminds me so much of like, uh, for me, it was 2017 where I learned a similar lesson of like, when you let go of what no longer serves you, you're going to get so much more out of something that does. And it's like literally right around the corner. So in 2017, I let go of two team members. And then my third one, it was like, a, we were a total team of five. So it's me, Brennan, a couple and then another person and we were intending on holding on to one of the people and giving her a promotion and a raise and the more responsibility. And like, you're going to be like the COO of our company. We didn't even know what, like, what that even looked like or <laughs> entailed. <laughs> we learned so fucking much, so much 2018 in terms of our team. But anyway, like we let go of the couple because they fell out of alignment and then they convinced the third person to leave me. Um, and so all of a sudden it's just Brendan. Like high school. And we're just like, eh, what the fuck? What do we do? Oh my God, we're going to lose all our money. Like, that's it. Like, this is the end. There's no way we can hire someone in 24 hours to understand how to answer emails and process payments and this and that and that because we were leaving for Australia the next day. I remember
1: you telling me about this in Bali.
0: Yeah, the next day we were leaving for Australia. But what ended up happening is that... um, December, I will never forget. It was a 50K month and I was like, okay, this is the end. Like um, I was like preparing to see like a 5K month in January and just kind of like figuring out. And Brennan and I were kind of in that mode of like, okay, this is it. Let's just, let's just blow as much money as we can possibly handle in Australia and have this be our last hurrah for a while, because we won't be able to take trips like this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that we kind of agreed on that. And so we did like really fun stuff, but it was also really stressful at the same time. So we would work pretty much a nine to five schedule on vacation in Australia. And then at five PM we would go and like do something like, okay, now let's go do this. Now let's go that. Or we would work like two 12 hour days back to back. And on the third day, we'd be like, okay, now let's go scuba uh not scuba diving, but snorkeling in the Great Barrier Reef. So now let's go. Let's take a helicopter there, whatever. So we figured it out, but it was so fucking stressful. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Long story short, is that at the end of that month, I looked at our revenue and it was a fucking hundred grand month. Oh my God. And we doubled it. And I looked at Brennan and I said, All we did, Brennan, this is what the universe did for us, is we started this process of cutting the fat. And mm. Out of our business, the universe found more fat. It cut it out for us because law of attraction. When you start, and I think this is a a big warning for a lot of people when they start manifesting. But it's a great thing to happen. So trust me, there's nothing to be afraid of. Is that when you start removing what no longer serves you, the universe is kind of like, oh, we're playing this game now. Awesome. Here's another. This thing. Does it. This yeah, doesn't. This doesn't. This, <laughs> this is and gone. So that's why the third person got removed. So it's more fat, and then. Brennan and I were the muscle. And so we looked at each other and that's when we're like, okay, now it's time to hire more muscle. And we hired some fucking muscle that is still around. So it's been like two and a half years now that are still around. And one of those people is like our um, basically COO, true COO, Londa, who we hired from that round of like, holy shit, we need to find some really good people. And we were so patient. Brennan and I probably destroyed like the customer service aspect of my, of my business in like two months because I couldn't stay on top of emails. He couldn't stay on top of emails. It was not his thing. I was really focusing on being the face. He was just trying to like keep up. And so I'm so sorry to all the emails that didn't get answered (laughs) between December 28th, 2017 and February, I think like 21st or something. So it was almost three months. And, um, Anyway, we found really great people through that hiring round. We were very patient with the process. We were just like, we knew what not to look Mm -hmm. for. We knew the warning signs. We knew the people that wouldn't be in alignment with our business. So we brought nothing but incredible things and it's helped us grow so much. And so I'm so, so grateful for those moments where you're like in panic, but then you realize that everything is literally going to be so much better on the other side.
1: It's so freaky how similar our story is because we scrapped our entire team at the end, right? Like oh, we're really? like let's just shed everything because we don't need a community manager anymore. We yeah. don't need an integrator. We cut we closed everything except our social media, our podcast and our email list. We scrapped everything. Our membership, our standalone programs, a new program we had just left, we cut everything. Oh my god every single thing. And so we scrapped our entire team because we didn't need it. And we started lean and mean, just Josh and I and our podcast editor. Um, and I so vibe with you when you say that, because then we got mad intentional because yeah. it was just him and I against the world. We went to Bali, which is where we met up with you and Brennan. And we were just in this rebuild phase and it was all like what we wanted to create. Now. Wait,
0: that Bali trip was like recent to yeah. that. Oh my God. Yeah, because that was at the beginning of 2019. That was also the last time I saw you, right, in person.
1: No, I saw you in Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yeah, but that
0: was only like a couple. Wait, was, I mean, was that, that was last? Like year? a year and a bit ago. No, that yeah. was last year. Okay, okay.
1: Um, Have I not seen you? Oh, yeah. How would I have seen you this year? <laughs> That's not a thing this year. Yeah, it's not a thing. <laughs> Seeing friends is not. You a don't
0: thing. hang out in 2020. <laughs> the 2020 year of isolation. Um. Wow. I want to hang out so bad, though. I know. <laughs> yeah. Seriously though. Oh my God. <laughs> We're going to have to meet in Puerto Rico or somewhere, yes, please. somewhere. Let me, please let me bring you on
1: to this side, the dark side. Come to Puerto Rico and let me make my case, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe after you come to Sedona. Okay, done, done. <laughs> <laughs> so can we talk a little bit about like what you learned from that um, that experience, because you mentioned before we started recording boundaries, right? Yes. And I could so relate when I had my membership site, which you need, you still need to bring it full circle. Cause now okay. you do have a membership site, right? Just, just relaunched one, but Josh and I aren't in it. Okay. So See, like, yeah. I'm sure that it's going to be completely different from what you Very had before. Different. Um, can you talk about that? Like what are some yeah. of things you learned around boundaries and yes. business and the scrambly, like in terms of, yeah. <laughs>
1: One, I took nine days off after having a human because I had messages from people, when are you coming back? And I was just oh, like, no. I am dying right now. This feels like me dying because I have no boundaries. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'll be back soon. <laughs> I hate this so much. You know, like I would just, I had no boundaries because I had a fear of judgment. And so I didn't want to let people down. And so I was in this loop of people pleasing, but then feeling resentful AF about it. And then like, Talking about all the things I didn't like, right? Like, I would feel resentful of all the things we had created and this membership and our promotions. And I would just talk about all the things I didn't appreciate or what wasn't going our way or what wasn't performing the way we wanted to. And I know as I'm talking to the queen that all you're doing in that sense is focusing on what you don't want, which is prolonging and perpetuating it, right? Yeah. And I started to become hyper aware of that. And I started saying okay so you know once we made this transition and we had our goodbye party which was so lovely everyone shared their favorite memory and you know it was we did it on new year's eve at the end of or like the day of new year's eve at the end of 2018 and in 2019 i was like i'm never creating another online course i'm never creating another membership i'm never creating anything of our own ever again no coaching no nothing but what that beautiful year of space gave us was the grace and the space to figure out our next moves. And so all of 2019, all we did was promote other people's programs as affiliates. So, you know, you and I equally promote BBD. We promote, um, we promoted Amy Porterfield's program and just the people that we respected and admired or have worked with. Um, and it gave us the space to figure out our next moves. And I remember at the beginning of 2020, Josh saying to me, I just love like, I love community because we were doing challenges, which I know you're a huge fan of as well. And we've, we just wrapped up our sticks today and we just love them. And we love the community sense. And Josh was like, I think we have another membership in us. And I was like, are you insane? Uh. No, I am not doing another membership ever. I refuse to do it. And he was like, we'll do it totally different. Like we won't be in there, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how would that ever work? If we're not in there, who's in there? And so I just had this like limited view based on like my previous circumstance but as we started attracting new team members, like you're talking about, we've just attracted, like we just called in. We haven't even gone searching for them. We've just, they've found their way to us. And so we've started elevating our team members as our coaches inside our challenges and our boot camps.
0: And mm-hmm. they,
1: our members love them. So yeah. they are the ones who run the membership. And um, all the membership is, is virtual working sessions and member mixers. Just ways to connect because we realized The real power of community is connection. Yeah. When we had Screw You, it was courses and coaching and community and all this stuff. We made a virtual campus on Second Life. It was on an island. Like, it was crazy. We went way over the top and fully extended ourselves because we had this, like, I just don't think we had much self-worth, truthfully, if I'm being fully honest. I don't think we thought we were enough to be the thing that people wanted to pay for. Um, and so this time around all it is is zoom calls with our team and we may pop in here and there if we feel like it But we're not even in the group and then we'll facilitate offline meetups when the world opens And just go all in on the community And so the only way to get into it is through our boot camps and it's much more focused and intentional Boundaries are set like jill and josh are not in there and it's spacious for us and we love it now So, I mean, we're only two months in not even Um, but I'm so happy we found our way back to it because I am a full believer in community. I just don't want to be the like main point of it. Like the one person who's driving it forward. I just never want that again. So,
0: yeah, that is so beautiful. I love, love, love this story. Like hearing the whole thing, like how you got started how you started the membership, how you left it, how you came back to a membership. Was there also like a transition in your business? Like, cause I know that when I first came across you, it was very much you and Josh, the face together. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed there's been a transition where it's more so you're the face and he's kind of like Mm -hmm. in the, not behind the scenes, but it's like, I don't see Josh as much like on camera or on the social or whatever. Was there like a transition you guys had with that? And that, and did that come from the baby as well? Yeah. He just doesn't care to be the face. truthfully. <laughs> and also I'm just going to own it.
1: Like I'm in a real like moment with social media where I just don't like it right now. I'm just yeah. going to fully put that out there. I'm going to own it. Um, I'm just in a real moment of like, you know what? I don't want to be on it right now. And so it's very yeah. like, I feel like there's no heart in it for me right now. So I'm just kind of like dipping my toes in, but he wants nothing to do with it. Now, with that being said, he's a huge element of our coaching. He's the main teacher in our challenges. Like he does all the strategy. And it's so funny as we talk about giving ourselves permission and getting into alignment, I really struggled with that side of things as well. Cause Josh is such a good teacher. And as you and I were talking, like, like giving yourself the permission to be the kind of person you want to be in your business. I never yeah. gave myself the permission. I thought I had to be a teacher. And I'm, I don't want to say I'm not a good teacher, but Josh is a really good teacher. Like he's really, really good at the outer game and the strategy. And I started feeling this call to like lean into doing mindset coaching and focusing on inner game because let's keep it real. That's like 90% of the work of entrepreneurship. And so last, our previous challenge for when we did the business by design launch, I said, what if I do mindset coaching? Like I feel this calling to do it. I'm so scared because I don't know if people like it. What happens if they chirp me because they're here for like the strategies and all that kind of stuff. And it was the most beautiful experience. And I'm, I love it. I feel like I finally found my flow in the business and like I can have my own style because for so long I told myself this story and I'm sure people can resonate with this. Like You tell yourself that I don't have any business doing this because I'm like not a a full pro on this yet. Like I only have a 10% edge. But I started leaning into that 10% edge and just saying, I don't know everything there is to know, but I want to serve from where I'm at right now and share what I've learned to get myself out of that deep, dark hole I was in. And like the mindset techniques I've had to adopt or the beliefs I've had to adopt, because I think so often we overlook the fact that we become what we believe. Mm -hmm. And what we think and what we say is what we create. And so I realized like, I definitely have content to share around there and I I come to life when I get to talk about it. And so I just owned it. My first session was like, I'm scared shitless to be doing this. I've <laughs> never run my own thing in our business ever in 7 years. I've never taught something by myself. And I always had this story of like I'm not a good teacher. I'm not good enough. I should not be doing it by myself. Josh is the teacher, blah blah blah. And it held me back for so long. And so allowing myself that permission just opened up this new level of alignment for me and flow. And I was talking to our team today, like, what could this look like for me? Like, I still want to always do the screw of course, but I just feel like there's something else for me where I can like lean into this and talk about what I love and, and have this side to the business as well, which is pure inner game. No talking about why your funnel is not converting or fucking Facebook ads or anything like that. It's just like, let's talk about the disempowering shit you're thinking about yourself right now and upgrade it so you feel better. And it's oh just my like, God.
0: I, I'm I, so excited about it. I seriously love this conversation because I can so relate to this in the way that for so long, I created this identity where I felt very like locked into manifestation, babe. And mm. it's like, everything has to be under the umbrella of teaching people how to manifest. And that's because that's what made me successful. And yes. so I felt once here's the thing, guys, is like, also when you become successful, there's a whole nother layer of things that you need to figure out because once you become successful, sometimes you start believing that that's the only way to be successful. Because yes. if, if there's one way that worked for you, you start to believe that that's the only thing that's going to work for you. And I fell into this trap where I felt like I had to do everything under the umbrella of manifestation, babe. And back in, even in 2018, like beginning of 2018, I remember I would stare out my studio window every now and then, like in the midst of like working, I'll just kind of like take a break and look out the window. And I would get this constant download of this message that I would hear inside my, like it would always come in through my right ear and it would say, there is more out there for you. Mm-hmm. There is so much more out there for you, and you barely scratch the surface. So that became kind of like my website tagline: is like, "There's always more out there for you," and you've you've always barely scratched the surface. And then like, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but like my logo changed to say Manifestation Babe by Catherine's and Kina because I had to own that Catherine's and Kina created Manifestation Babe. Manifestation Babe did not create Catherine's and Kina. Oh shit. That was a massive shift for me. And now I'm like, oh shit. So I can be an investor. I can be this. I can do this. Mm. I can do that. I can coach. I can teach. I can be an influencer if I want to. I can be a travel influencer if I want. It's just like it opened up so much possibility where. I'm still, my brand is still Manifestation Babe, but Manifestation Babe can also be like this persona that inspires people to live their yeah. best life. It's not just about the graphics that are going to teach you shit. Like, hello guys. Like today we're going <laughs> to learn about the law of <laughs> <Trash."> right. <Yeah. laughs> so it's like, it just, it gave me such a
1: different level of freedom. Um, I've just seen that shift in you. I know that we don't talk all the time, but this year, you just look like you've stepped into a whole other level oh. of yourself in such a huge way. Thank you. Like, even your, like, your face looks lighter and brighter. Like, you just look like you were just oozing high vibe energy. Yeah. I did a,
0: a lot of plant medicine. Last <laughs> I've done year. a lot of drugs this year.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> for you, it's alcohol on the balcony. For me, it's yeah. drugs. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, for me, it's alcohol on the balcony. For you, it's tripping balls in yes. Sedona.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, not in Sedona. Oh, in Costa Rica. Sorry. Costa Rica, girl. Yeah, that's okay, right. That's it's right. illegal in the United States. Okay. Um, <laughs> Disclaimer. Speaking of, you know, breaking rules and finding your own like style and flow and way of life, mm. like, I, you really inspired me with motherhood and that's mm. something that's coming up for me that I posted yeah. about and you immediately texted me. I'm so me excited like, for you. Because I remember you, ch- you even changed my whole perspective on motherhood and entrepreneurship and you said that someone gave you that gift and then you passed mm. that gift on to me, how it's literally... I don't want to spoil anything. Can you just start talking? Because what you said (laughs) is so brilliant about, like, can you just share a little bit about your journey with motherhood? What made Mm. you decide to become a mom and how you balance that with entrepreneurship?
1: Actually, the first time I got pregnant, I had a a miscarriage and it was like, I. this is going to sound really messed up to say it. And I hope it doesn't trigger anyone. I think it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it showed me I really wanted to become a mom. It Mm -hmm. showed me that like, this is the next level for me and getting that like and it was such a tumultuous point, point. um <laughs> gosh, gosh. Um, I'm so sorry. My husband just came into
0: the room, threw me right off. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I am not cutting that out because it just shows you literally like balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship, balancing a husband and a businessman. Perfect. Dude,
1: it has taught me a whole new level of grace and flow. I'll tell you that much, but yeah, going back to it. And I remember it was quite a like tumultuous, Miscarriage. And I said to Josh, I don't even want to talk about having babies again for a long time. Don't talk to me about it for at least six months. Four months later, he's like, So, do you think we should have a baby? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I had one of the most synced up, like I am one with the universe moments when we had come back from Carmel, California. We had attended an event called Mastermind Talks. And I came back and we were living in Vancouver, BC at the time. And I had this like beautiful corner suite with like mountains, ocean, like sunset. It was just my dream view. And I just had this moment where I looked at like the ocean and I was like, I'm so ready. And it just I had this like chills moment, like full body shivers. And it mm-hmm. was like, you're ready. And I got pregnant on that trip. Wow. It was so so it was like it was almost like it happened. Like it was he was meant to be for me. And then my birth experience I was so stressed about because everyone tells you the worst stuff about birth. They don't tell you the good things, right? And so I was very wrapped up in stress around that. And like, will I be able to do it? Is this going to be the worst thing ever? Blah, 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 blah. I had the most impactful experience of my entire life. And I had another one of those moments where it was like just a pure, like I've never been more present in my life. And this TMI, just warning TMI, (laughs) (laughs) I was almost I was on my final push and I just like took a minute to catch my breath and it was like I was in two worlds I was still pregnant but I was about to be a mom wow and I remember catching my breath because I was like a wildebeest (laughs) giving birth I was like pure primal um and I caught my breath and it was just this pure moment of presence where I just felt so connected to him. And in the next push he was born and he didn't cry. He just looked at me and just like stared up at me and just, he was so sweet. And it changed my life in the most impactful, most beautiful way. I gave, I gave way less Fs about all the things <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I It just opens, like you think you can love your hobby, of course, but you can't even realize how much you can love someone. And you just... I would just look at him and I would just be like, you are the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I barely know you, but I feel like I've known you all my life. And he's just a sweet soul. And I feel like he's he's here to like, just teach me so many lessons. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. Hands down. No offense, Josh. Um, <laughs>
0: and... <laughs> I just want to say I hardly ever get emotional in front of people. Like I'm usually like a, I will process by myself or like, I will think about something later in the day and then I'll start crying. I I don't suppress my emotions, but usually in the moment when people tell me stories, I will like. I'll like feel ups and downs, but tears never flow. And like literally, tears are starting to flow. So oh I'm so God.
1: excited for you guys with this journey. So many people talk about like I mean that's a generalization. A lot of people talk about the negative parts of kids, and I'm not going to lie; it can be the most challenging and the most rewarding thing. Yeah, right? That's like and there all are certainly that moments that of frustration. Heard.
0: Just so you know, like all I've ever heard is like, it's hard. You never sleep, blah, 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 blah. So that's why I really want to talk to you about this.
1: And I said to you in my text, like, you guys have money. You're good. (laughs) You can hire help,
0: (laughs) right? And people ask
1: me quite often, actually, how do you do it all? I said, I don't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I want to have it all, but I ain't doing it all. I invest heavily in childcare. Like I am zero offs about it. I like my space and I'm, I'm a better mom when I have space for me to build a business, do what I love, take care of myself, connect with my girlfriends, connect with my hubby. And so I try to be unapologetic about needing that for myself because when I don't have that, I'm snappier for him. And I don't want to be that way. He doesn't like, he's just pure consciousness, right? Like he's pure source. He's the happiest thing in the world. He just wants to play and love you and hug you and kiss you on the cheek. And like, he's so sweet. And so when I have space, I show up best for him and so I heavily prioritize that because I want to be my best for him I want to be present with him I don't want to be distracted and thinking about the business and he's taught me so much about patience and about giving myself permission um, and just really around like a lot of people will say some really weird things to you <laughs> as you become a mom like they put a lot of their fears on you yeah. or a lot of their beliefs there are a lot of their limiting beliefs like
0: Sounds like every area of life. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. That's very true. But when you become a mom, it's, you can really it's guilt amplified. yourself. Yeah. You know, you, you like shame yourself a lot. And so it's taught me this whole new layer of self-acceptance and loving myself and being proud of myself for doing, for having him and being my best that I possibly can be for him. Whoops. And building my business and stepping into a new level of myself as well. Like leaning yeah. into doing my inner game coaching and becoming better in that area and being a better leader and a better friend and a better partner to Josh and all that kind of stuff. So my favorite thing I ever heard was babies bring abundance. And I was like, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> and I just, I've never experienced anything other than that since he got here. I just, things have taken off for us in such a big way.
0: You said something to me about a year ago and you said, Katherine, the baby's coming into your life. You're not coming into the baby. Yes. That was the That's best thing. thing, I was thing. That I was ever a told. game changer. And so you and Josh and little bear, I don't <laughs> yeah. even know his Kai. name. I'm calling him bear. Kai. There we go. Kai. You and Kai <laughs> and Josh have been traveling until yeah. he was like a certain age. And obviously 2020 kind of like put a cap on that for everybody. But you've been on how many flights of him?
1: Yeah. Um. Before he was even two, he was on 19 flights. And so Kai, yeah, he's been to all over Canada, um, Bali, um, uh, Australia, uh, no, not New Zealand, but all over the States, Puerto Rico, Europe, like all this kind of, like, we just, I don't want to not live my life the way I want to live it just because we have a kid. So many people think you need to settle down and like, they need to get into a good school and all of this kind of stuff. Right. But that's don't so limited. School. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least not in the beginning. Like you can hire badass nannies or badass teachers, you know, like there's resources out there. And please, we're in the year that like is the domino to get everyone online. So there's a whole new slew of resources for parents. Um, but my whole point is, is the quote you're talking about is they're joining your life. You're not joining theirs. They will never know any different. If you raise them this way, as world travelers, as resilient little humans who know different cultures and different skin types and different languages and different people and different customs and different countries and different food and different vibes, you know, like I want him to know that. I don't want him to be so like shielded and just in his little hub, you know, I just want him to be this worldly little boy (laughs) who is is resilient and social and accepting and generous and encouraging and empathetic. Like those are my hopes for him. And so we just try to cultivate experiences that allow him to lean into that and learn
0: that. I love that. I definitely want to implement the same. Like I don't see us not traveling. I don't see us truly settling down. Of course, like when it actually happens and I understand there's a lot of moms listening to this thing, like Catherine, when you give birth things that you think you're going to want or don't want will change. And I completely understand that. But I, I know Brendan and I are looking at like, um, having a teacher travel with us and, you know, doing doing the homeschooling just because there's so much conditioning in our school system that it's just like, I want them to know finances, like at the age of five. Okay. Like how do you, what is the value of money? How do you pay for things? How do you earn money? Like all that stuff that I wish I learned and had to learn at like, what? 22 23 you know what I mean like that's just that just doesn't make any sense so um, can you even I re- imagine learning self-awareness in school or mm-hmm. like money mindset
1: or a- anything about consciousness like I I can't wait to teach him that stuff and actually another another reason I'm gonna sell you on Puerto Rico <laughs> <laughs> is my girl my girlfriend Heidi is starting a Totally different type of school that prioritizes consciousness and sustainability and entrepreneurship and innovation and self awareness and like all of these new concepts that aren't in traditional education. And when she was telling me about it, I was so obnoxious, probably. I was like, you can stop talking. I'm in. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Sign me up. When can you join? (laughs) Because there are people who are changing the game for entrepreneurship, or excuse me, for education for our kids. And so, I absolutely think there are resources out there and that will continue to come out that facilitate and foster that kind of vibe for our kids so that they're not learning about like war fucking 1812, which have like no bearing on our current society. (laughs) You know,
0: Literally, um, what comes up for me is I've been thinking a lot about like teachers in 2020 and the whole virtual schooling thing. And I see a lot of teachers finally earning what, they deserve to earn. Oh, like yes. I see a lot of teachers becoming millionaires by having parents pay them to teach their kids shit that actually applies to the real world. Mm. And I notice I've been talking to James about this and he said a lot of teachers in BBD are fucking killing it right now. They're literally like earning seven yeah. figures because they have recognized that you know through a lot of things that have been unveiled in 2020 like what kids learn in school is not going to prepare them for for real life it's you know just bs right a lot of it and so how can we and like teacher uh, parents don't want to homeschool their own kids mm. hell no i like hell I, I, no <laughs> i cannot imagine trying to run a business and like props to you moms if you're homeschooling and running a business and raising your kids like and a bad you're bad. a single mom Oh my God, you are a superhero. I can only imagine. So props to you guys. Um, Jill, that has, this has been an amazing conversation. I know you and I can talk for like three fucking hours. We do it all the time, every time we talk. Um, but for those that don't know, um, where to find you, can you share what your Instagram is? Or I don't know if, if you want people to go to Instagram. No, I'm like, that's probably not media. the best one. <laughs> but like where where can people find you? Yeah. Where can people join your membership, your community, and all that good mm. stuff?
1: Well, the easiest way to kind of like get connected with us, I would say, would probably be our podcast. So that's over at thescrewshow.com. com. Sounds like porn, but it's not, it's business. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the screw show. I love it
1: screwshow.com or just come on over to our website, which is screw the nine to five.com all spelt out, no numbers. And thank you. I just, one thing I wanted to share with you. I remember when I first found you in 2018 during this transition in my life, and you said something that has changed my whole world. I'm not even messing with you. What? And you were talking about um, the power of when you first become conscious that you are awake, choose your first thought. And I was like, that's a game changer. And so for almost Every single day since then, which was like, I think it was like June 2018 or maybe July 2018. I've been doing that every morning. And mine's, I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. Wow. I like turned my whole vibe around. And so that I learned that from you. And it was so fundamental. It has been so fundamental in my life. And I've like tried to tell as many people as I (laughs) can. You know what I learned from Catherine from Manifestation Babe is wrap it up and choose your first (laughs) thought, all the things. So thank you for just always creating such great content and helping your audience in such a huge way.
0: I just love you. I love you so right much. You. I am so excited for everything you have going on. I'm so excited for this new membership that is in alignment yeah. with you. I cannot wait to talk more stuff about motherhood with you because yes. I that chapter oh gosh, I'm is so excited. In, not coming this year, guys, but like maybe next year. It's coming. Oh, this-
1: who knows? It's never going to come. Like you ain't going to be perfectly ready for it. It'll come when it's supposed to come. That I soul know, is coming your way. No,
0: so freaking true. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Finally. I know that I was <laughs> on your show like six months ago and I was like, Jill, you have to come on my show. And then I don't know what happened. We just like, the months zoomed by and I'm like, yeah. Jill.
1: 2020 happened.
0: 2020 <laughs> happened. It's almost over guys. It's almost over. Um, but thank you so much. And for the rest of you listening, I will catch you all in the next episode. Mwah. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.